you have tuned into the brewery a podcast about good times good conversations and great drinks grab a seat and a drink and get ready for what's brewing today Welcome back to the brewery. Today we have some drunk conversations brewing. Some crazy excess, some naughty secrets and some OMG moments. Keep listening. Pyar, pyar. So are everybody listening? First love. First love. Love. <laughs> yeah. For everybody listening today, On this show, on the brewery, we have Pushan Bhatt, one of my oldest friends. We've been friends since I don't know, 2012. 2012, as he says, we've been friends 20, since 2012. 2010. 2012. So we've been friends since 2010. Yes, okay. Those are the same. Look, those two. We are friends till today. He is one of my friends. Just because I can. share anything and everything under the sun he is an hr lnd professional amazing at his job i don't know much about his job but he is good at it uh, welcome to the show pushan thank you <laughs> so so we are talking about my first official boyfriend I was dating this guy through 2014 and 15 when I was working at one of my jobs. He was in sales. Uh, to me, he looked really handsome. Okay. And he had told me that he was in the army. Okay. Sorry. Secret story. No, no, no. Like I'm starting from the beginning. Okay. Okay. So initially he had told me that he was an ex-army person. Okay, and I was extremely impressed because I love anybody from the armed forces. Any girl does. Any yeah. human does. Okay. And then slowly and steadily he one day told me I am from the secret service. And trust me, for a good like four, five, six months, I was like, you know what? You're fucking around with me. This is just bullshit. This is not real. If somebody is in the secret service, people don't come and tell you that I'm in the secret service. So I was like, "Ha, he is fucking around with me," and I'm like playing along and all that jazz. But then one day, so at, by this point in time, around six, seven-ish months into dating this guy, so this guy was tall, dark, handsome. At least to me, he was. So वो बोलते हैं ना कि जब दिलाया लंगूर पे तो परी क्या चीज़ है, so I was love struck. He was tall. He was he was tall. Like I'm not making this up. He was six two. He was tall. Um, and to me, he looked good. He was handsome. He looked like this mustache wala army person. I liked that. I liked that whole aesthetic at that point in time. So um, so he for six months, seven months, he was like, I'm in the secret service. I'm in the secret service. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, And then by this point in time, we had somehow started living together. We were I had moved into a new job, and uh, I I I moved out from my parents' house, and I was staying at some place. And we had started living together. And one day, this guy says that you know I have to go out of station. And me being me, I've never asked more questions. So I was like, fine, you have to go somewhere. Go. So he went, and he came back after like four-ish days, and when he came back, like everything is fine and stuff. And at night, when he's changing, I find out that he has this gigantic bruise, like a giant bruise. I have never seen such a big bruise on a human ever before. Mm. Like it was like, I don't know, the size of double my palm. 
okay it was a giant bruise and it was like black and blue and it looked really bad so i was like dude what the fuck happened so he's like you know uh, i got into a fight i'm like excuse me so he's like and very very uh, seriously he starts telling me that how they were in a hand to hand combat and there was this thing happening and you know there was his troops and they had this mission that there was some some terrorist there and he got in a in a this thing and the terrorist i'm like excuse me the no. fuck i'm like okay but so there are these two psychologies working like on one hand i'm like dude you're just fucking completely bullshitting me and on the other hand i'm like dude my boyfriend has this giant bruise like what should i do right now so there are two contradicting things which are happening in my mind so i personally chose not to address the fact that he was bullshitting me okay i i personally chose to focus on that this person whom i'm dating who i like has a giant bruise and i'm concerned about it i chose to look at that now this bullshit continued for another like five ish months at this point in time we are dating like a year we have dated for a full year he has really yeah i dated him for a complete year it's astonishing to me it's fucked up to me that i dated this fucker for a full year okay so um so we are dating for a full year and then somehow he long story short he turns up at my house asks for my hand in marriage my father is like fuck you my mother is like fuck you and then i get into a fight with my parents like you do that you know this is my one true love all that jazz and then i find finally find out that he's a fucking asshole he's been lying actually 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 lying and this was not a joke and this is all a lie and i kick his ass to the curb and you know we move on all of that fast forward to 2019 mid year okay i'm sleeping mm-hmm. before this point i've had like multiple messages here and there from this guy uh, that you know i've got a job i earn this much i have become something in life and i've like you do ignored this person because he's an asshole he's tried to fo- uh, follow me on various platforms and i've blocked him mm-hmm. right so fast forward to 2019 mid year one fine morning i'm sleeping fast asleep early in the morning around like 6:30 am i get a call i ignore the first call 6:30 fuck you man who gets up at 6:30 i ignore the call i get another call same number i ignore the second call i'm not getting up fuck you i get another call same number third call i'm like okay fine you know you've pissed me off enough mm. early in the morning i'm going to receive this call and if it is something here and there i'm going to fucking curse the shit out of you i go, do that and i'm like 90% asleep i pick up the call i'm like hello who is this and there is this lady on the other side and she's like are you varsh are you varsha i'm like yes and she's like i'm so and so like okay uh do you know xyz person so he she uh, names my ex boyfriend that is when like 99% of the sleep <laughs> leaves my body I'm like excuse me come again she's like she's like do you know this person I'm like i used to yes then she goes on to tell me the exact same story what had happened to me was now happening to her so this guy once again went up to a girl right got the girl started the same story of him being in raw and him being in secret service okay and this time this girl i was stupid i thought i was stupid this girl was 10 times more stupid she was almost about to get married like they had finalized a fucking date of marriage and then somehow so she tells me that throughout their relationship at this point in time according to the conversation they had been also dating for like a yearish right and throughout the relationship he had been bringing me up 
Now, first of all, if you are a female with like even five percent of dignity, you will not tolerate that. Like, the fuck? Why are you bringing your ex-girlfriend again and again? The thing which shook me out of that point five percent of my sleep also, he told her that I had died in an accident. Oh my god! Yeah. So I had died in an accident, and we were about to get married, and I had died in an accident, and he considered himself a widower. Okay. Right. So that was his whole ploy that he was an ex-army. He was in the raw, and his ex-girlfriend had died in an accident, a road accident, and he was like still recovering from all of that. That was his fucking ploy. Okay. So one question on this: yeah. What do you think about men stating this story about they being into this kind of uh, <coughs> a sympathetic situation and? what do we say seeking love or somebody or something from somebody what is your opinion on this are we are guys majority of the time play this role i feel yes and second this is just a ploy to get into somebody this is pants. just one this is just one example but then what about your next relationship do you feel these are different ways like i have see i have I'll tell you something. Like I, I might come across as pathetic in this situation, but I am gullible. I am gullible. If you tell me that I am facing a life crisis, uh, a crisis of my life at this point, and I'm gonna believe you, right? Right. So I had this phone friendship. I can't. I am not calling this a relationship. A phone friendship with a person I met on this Bharat Matrimony Shadi dot com sort of places. So. Uh, good guy exceptionally rich okay i did the background check exceptionally rich um fine guy same cast and everything not that it matters but just for the reference yeah. sake so we had a telephonic conversation for 6 months okay mm-hmm. every day 6 months every single day we would talk okay and this guy would talk to me about everything and how he appreciated me and how i was so nice and i was like um you know his dream girl whom he wanted to get married to and all of that fucking bullshit which guys give and then one fine day he calls me drunk out of his brains and he's like you know what i really love you mm-hmm. so i was like okay fine you know you believe a drunkard drunk people more often than not they tell the truth i'm like ecstatic that okay fine i've I, all of this time is not a waste of time this guy is nice you know comes from a good background is not a complete roadside asshole and he likes me as well and i'm fine with it i've been talking to this person for 6 months and i'm good with this and then next morning he's like you know what i was so drunk i'm so sorry i didn't mean to say that i'm like excuse me and for this past 6 months every single day he would call me and cry about how sad his life is yeah, yeah. that he you know he's not getting a girl and he, he every girl torments him and and then i was like okay fine fine the sad part is i still tolerated him then one fine day he calls me up this is around 7ish months of us talking okay he calls me up one night and we would always converse like between 9:30 and 12 this time okay first flag red flag but i chose to ignore it so he called me up and he's like you know what i think i'm in love and i'm like oh my god this is the time he's going to tell me that he's in love with me and i'm like good great awesome and he's like he goes on to tell me that he is in love with his hr manager who is a married female but a troubled but is in a troubled marriage and at the, by this point in time he is like you know i am also about to get married i'm like excuse me mm-hmm. so he on the other side he was looking at girls and he actually finally got married to a girl got divorced in a year fell was already in love with this hr manager again fell in love with this hr manager and he kept on calling me and telling me his sad story one fine day i was like you know what dude fuck off I'm not interested. So sometimes yes, I have I have seen people 
touching guys to be precise playing this sympathy card a lot of time yeah i don't know why but neither do i do yeah that's something that's something strange which i have seen and for the for the girls out there like just be aware about how guys are talking about this whether exactly. they are playing don't be a gullible fool yeah. because because that's what i understand uh the females have this got this about this kind of say emotional side to them when they find if somebody is opening up to them emotionally that's where they are being honest with you but that's not the case most of the time and thus that's just kind of a way to get close to a girl yeah and like this is just what i feel as a guy so really then like nothing in this conversation but yeah something of a kind of a message to everyone yeah because personally i have seen or i have heard about people talking about this sympathy card with people or with girls yeah yes i have got feelings and they they tell me the stories i mean like there is always a married guy who is not happy in his married, married life. life and he wants to go out or he he is looking at say a saviors out, out outlet or an a yeah. place to share his emotions because he cannot share his emotions right with his wife right and that's like the like the most cliche bullshit bullshit what guys have yeah so uh, that's for the girls out there <laughs> no honestly i i have had my fair yeah. share of people like this like so this particular guy i was talking about he got married went a wall for a year nothing like you could not even get through him through a message okay after a year he suddenly you know one fine day wishes me happy birthday on my birthday i'm like who mm-hmm. and then he's like yeah i'm this this we you know do you remember and i'm like yeah yeah i mean of course ajeeb lagta hai na kisi ko bolne mein sorry i don't remember <laughs> remember you and i'm like theek hai ha yeah yeah i remember you so then suddenly after a year he's like you know uh, i missed your, uh, talking to you and you're one of my closest friends i'm like ek saal mein na tumne ye bataya ki tum zinda ho ke nahi na mujhse pucha ki main zinda ho ke nahi and suddenly i'm one of your closest friends like are you fucking serious um, and by this point in time i'm clearly over all of this bullshit and i'm like you know what just fuck off so i'm just tolerating him just for humanity's sake at this point in time and he is like going on and on and on and like why so apparently according to him his wife cheated on him with his best friend so me knowing me i asked a lot of why questions i always do i ask a lot of why questions why something happened so i kept on asking and asking and asking and finally i came to know that this guy in the pretense the same thing like i got married ab ye kahan jayegi ab to ye meri property hai that same mentality so he got married within the first month he got busy in his own business wife ko ghar pe chhod diya no time for wife uh, go to work early come late tab tak wife so jati thi first year of marriage the girl got pregnant so ghar pe akele she was alone with the in-laws no intervention from the husband the husband doesn't care what is happening and all of that and she i think she had a miscarriage or some, something of along those lines uh, so somehow this girl gets introduced to the best friend of this guy and the best friend understands what her problem is yeah. all of that and they get involved they get into an affair i do not blame the girl you left your wife all fucking alone within the first year of your marriage and then after that he tried to buy the affection of the wife like gifting her expensive things and giving her money to go and <laughs> do shopping and taking her to singapore and i don't this is not going to work yeah so what's your stand on girls playing this sympathy card is it always there or I have not seen, but yes, I've heard about it. That yes, girls do play the sympathy card. That oh my God, I'm this Nazuk Kali girl. Help me! 
girls usually don't go up to you and say that oh my god i am tormented by my boyfriend or tormented by my husband that is not the first card they play they play that oh i am an abla nari that's the first card a selfish girl would play that i am an abla nari i can't help myself i can't uh, do this i can't do that i can't support myself all of that so that the guy you know buys into that that uh, i have to be the knight in shining armor yeah. role i think this goes both ways uh, the girls play that ga- uh, card that save me and the guys play that ga- card of save me because the girls get into that maternal yeah. thing instantly and like i'm going to save you and i'm going to be the change in your life sort of bullshit promoted by bollywood specifically so coming back to the the topic of excess that we were talking about hmm. so what else what what is did your experience say about you like yeah how, so yeah so we, we, we i died know. probably <laughs> <laughs> i i am yeah speaking to you from beyond the Great. curtain uh, so i died in a car accident on the road and he was getting over that grief and that is why he uh, so that is why this girl fell in love with him that you know oh my god i'm going to save you i'm going to be the savior same old funda i'm going to be the savior and i'm going to you know be the light in your darkness bullshit theek hai and then somehow she got to know that i'm still alive and this was all a lie she got my contact details from facebook and she connected with me apparently she had sent me a message also and all that all of that jazz somehow she got hold of my number i don't know how that was pretty creepy this very creepy okay so maybe in her self defense it was kind of a survival instinct yeah but to me as an outsider it was extremely creepy that somebody you absolutely have no idea that this person exists has your number mm-hmm. very creepy so she called me up whatever she asked me about him i told of course i told her the truth that this is what this person is and he is a complete shit hole and uh, she was about to get married like she, they were about to get married in the next two months two or three months i was like dude do don't like run yeah run for your fucking life do not do that so she had that conversation we had a like a good hour conversation wherein i told her everything and she was like i'm shocked i'm like welcome to this club what can i say and then after that that was the first and last day she connected with me after that i have never heard of her i don't know whether she mar- got married to him most certainly not because uh, i think last month he again followed me on my uh, instagram i was going to ask you about any any contact post so what he does is what what his mo is that so he has one account right and he tries to follow me from that account i block that account he goes and makes another account and he comes and follows me from that account and i block that and then he goes and again forms another account same with his number so he tries to connect with me send me a text or whatsapp or whatever it is from a new number i block that number he goes and buys another number okay so he's like persistent ass i don't know he's dangerously obsessed with me and i don't know how good that is for my personal safety but that is that is there and i'm putting that out into the world okay so he again followed me from from like this instagram account from that particular instagram account if i have to like believe in quotes in that account he is no longer in india he has moved out uh, the pictures are believable question mark i don't know good for him yeah so he's moved out he's somewhere in germany i don't know so he's no longer in india thank god for the indian women uh, god bless the women of germany so that is that i again of course needless to say i again blocked him <laughs> he can fucking go and make another account and come back and i'm going to block him again so that's that that's the scenario so that that is what has happened in the past year with regards to that particular person but he he is relentless mm-hmm. he wants to come back any 
any which ways like sam dam dand bhed he wants to come back does he know that you are married yes okay still hmm? okay interesting he had uh, wished me congratulations when i got married एक्सेस के बारे में बात करें एक्सेस एक्सेस अब तू अपने एक्सेस के बारे में बता <laughs> मैंने तो बताया मेरा एक्स चोर था झूठ बोलता था और अपने आप को आर्मी का एक्स रॉ एजेंट बता रहा था सो आई हैड अ वेरी आई हैव अ वेरी फनी स्टोरी विद माय एक्स सो ऑफ कोर्स व्हेन आई वाज नॉट इन द कंट्री Where were you? What do you mean you were not in the country? नहीं बात करने में तो I was in you you Uzbekistan. <laughs> you were in Uzbekistan. Okay. What happened in Uzbekistan? So, uh, so I was living with this uh, living with this chick, and uh, yeah, we kind of uh, hit it off. Maybe we were kind of having fun, living together. Uh, since new country, new location, new place, mm-hmm. new people, uh, it 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 kind of automatically makes you bond with people from different say regions. So uh, we 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 were all uh, vulnerable. We were all looking for somebody to hatch upon. I mean, like latch upon. Latch upon. You don't want to hatch on people. Okay, that is creepy. Sorry, latch upon. <laughs> my mistake so i mean like kind of thinking back upon things so mm-hmm. uh it was a need of kind of latching upon to people so uh, we kind of hit it off uh, mm-hmm. she wanted some help with her essays uh, i was good with academics and so i started helping her and uh, one thing led to another and we started kind of hit it off mm-hmm. uh, we started living together and uh, typically in the month of उटमेंट and we kind of finalized on a point we kind of finalized one place so this place was kind of far away from uh, the city center and it was it was kind of a lavish place so somewhere around 800 dollars a month wow yeah uh, yeah it's very expensive trust me it's very expensive wow uh, uzbekistan is very expensive so uh, the accommodation expense is very expensive mm. and you are charged by the week so yeah. fuck me yeah by the week yeah by the week 800 dollars no, 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 800 per month so okay. that's 200 oh my god so i nearly had a heart yeah. attack so if you calculate it in inr it's around 14000 per week yeah it's too much oh my god but that's okay like uh, you you earning in In dollars, so you get to spend in dollars. So that's okay. It's okay. So that's not okay, the yeah. uh. So uh, we kind of finalized an apartment, and uh, so we were kind of inquiring with the landlord about when do we move in and all. And the landlord kind of rejected rejected us and said that he didn't wanted us as tenant. So we started off finding out a new place. Mm-hmm. So by that time, this this trip, I mean like. We never were dating or something of that sort, but we were kind of a couple kind of a thing. Uh, so uh, this chick suddenly started kind of giving me cool vibes about not spending so much on the apartment. So we kind of reduced our budget, and we were looking at somewhere around um, half of that, so around. Four hundred to four fifty dollar a month apartment. So you were loaded, but she didn't want to spend that much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I had a job at that time. So I was working uh, part time. So I was working two jobs. Okay. So I had a decent income. Hmm. Uh, and then we finalized one apartment, which was kind of closer to the city center, 
closer to our friends and we took the apartment okay uh and trust me this apartment was in the basement and uh, i still remember it was a shared occupancy and so this one room in a house in a big house basement because trust me it's, it's not okay um, but since we didn't had money and kind of already paid the advance and which she was supposed to pay half the amount mm. but she did not pay it i paid the entire amount whoa yeah. and we started living off and she said that i don't want to live here and i want to stay with my friend so her friend was staying two blocks down this house and she so she started living there and i was stuck with I paid the entire amount. I was stuck in, I was stuck in this uh, basement. House. Yeah, basement. Hmm. I was literally alone. Uh, the landlord was not staying there. He was staying somewhere. So the landlord was staying somewhere uh, three four blocks down this this house. Uh-huh. And kind of a creepy place. Uh, so next to a garden. and nothing surrounding this place uh, so i still distinctly distinctly remember uh, i used to directly come in the block around 9 or 10 o'clock in the, in the night uh, so that i i i i i was in the room and the rest of the day i used to spend in the library uh, and this girl used started with more with her friends and of course i again since we were kind of couple kind of things so uh, I I also started living there uh, with her friend, and I paid this one year. So yeah. you both were living somewhere else, yeah. but you were paying the rent of this place, yeah. and you were not staying we there. Were, we were not staying there. And suddenly one day she said that uh, she wanted to go home because I I guess her grandfather died, so legit reasons. So uh, she wanted to go home, and uh, she she just said that okay, the next week. Uh, she will be uh, so then I started So uh, I started living there alone. Uh, it kind of I was com- I was going mad because the friend who was I mean, the friend who I was staying with, she also decided to go back. So I was literally alone in that in that huge house. There were five rooms, but none of it was occupied. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I was staying there alone. Uh, kind of creepy, yes. But it's okay. Kind no? of. Yeah. It's fucking, it's creepy. It's fucking, okay. it's like out of a horror movie. Okay. Actually, out of a horror uh, movie. I still remember. Uh, this was kind of an old, old house, and it still had that bell, <gasps> creepy bell. Uh, and I remember there were few visitors who were visiting. I didn't know them, and the visitor, the owner said that you need to show them the house. So I was like showing them the house and then, yeah, much creepy, creepy stuff. But again, since you have paid eight hundred dollars, doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So not eight hundred, but four hundred dollars. But but whatever dollars, man. Yeah. Bharatiya logon ko dollars pay karne mein lagta kidney pig gayi hai. My God, mere ko takli ho rahi hai. So that was kind of an experience with one of my ex. Uh, she never returned the money. I I remember she paid hundred dollars or so, but not not even hundred dollars. I guess fifty or sixty dollars. But that's it. I'm like. See, here is my question. My question is, okay, you are in a foreign land, right? And 
you are like with this guy or a girl you think that you are interested in okay and you are not you are not going like full in you are not paying you are staying together but you are not paying the rent and you are uh, living in together but you are not giving your half of it fine <laughs> fine let me say that i understand it i don't but let me say that i understand it right but my point is that when you decide that i'm moving out i don't want to live here i don't want to live this with guy uh live in with this guy you're moving out why don't you have the balls to say that listen dude you know what we are not vibing anymore i'm moving out i was not the problem the house was the problem exactly Uh, but whatever is the problem the house might be the problem i might be the problem the person maybe. might be the problem whatever but if i am moving out like i am actually moving out why will i not have the balls to tell the person that listen dude i am moving out i don't want to stay with you i don't want to stay in this house i don't want to pay you i am just moving out like i have the balls to at least say that agree but shit happens so we learn from it and A lot, yeah, yeah. a lot of shit man there's a lot of shit there's 400 dollars worth of shit plus one month of staying there with nobody yeah it was kind of it was kind of lonely because again foreign land uh, yeah. we don't know much people because a lot of people were coming back and i was staying there alone so yeah it kind of grows up on you but still i mean like you have to adjust with the so so we discussed this on a on one of our attempts to record a podcast there's a fucking storm coming outside okay so we tried to record it we kind of did but then we were not happy with this so we discussed this like partly is this during the same same time that you called me like gave an international call and asked me where you lived in uk while i am in india is this the same time yeah we were not supposed to talk about that because <laughs> yeah because at that time i was completely i was so uh, before i was living with this girl i was staying with two boys okay uh, so that was pretty much fun uh, so we had rented out and again an apartment where few of us shared uh, the house uh and yes i used to get shit drunk of course in a foreign land no one to monitor you yeah but my question my question is not about getting shit faced drunk like everybody has the right to get shit faced drunk out of their minds so much so that that they don't even remember what planet they are on wow that's fucking creepy um so yeah you you have the right to get so much drunk that you don't even know what planet you are on but my question is that why would you have an international call call somebody up in the middle of the night who is sitting in india does not have the slightest of an idea where the fuck you are how the fuck you are and ask that person where do i live At that I time, don't even know the geography of UK. I don't even know where you are on this planet. Uh, at that time, I still remember we were vibing so much. We used to talk daily, and we used to talk yeah, daily. Yeah. And the international call was not so much. It was like yeah. one pesa per minute. That Thanks was, to Vodafone. Yeah, no, that was some international company, Liberia or something. So for me, Vodafone. No, I used to call you. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, typically it is cheaper when you call from the foreign lands. Mm. And all what one paise per minute, so it's yeah. around ten rupees or so, less than that, one rupee or so. So it was kind of manageable. <coughs> But yes, uh, I still remember the time. Uh, so. crazy parties used to happen it was snowing i remember that it was snowing you were in the middle of a like a snow. not a blizzard yeah not, not a, a blizzard, blizzard but sort of a snowstorm sort not of a blizzard like in between not a regular storm yeah regular snowstorm but like a leg, regular london thingy yeah 
regular snowfall. Actually, yeah. I don't call it as a snowstorm. But yeah, I mean like, <coughs> uh, I I was coming from a party. I remember so one of the was it New Year's Eve? No, it was not a New Year's Eve. Not New was Year's it Christmas? Eve? No, not Christmas. Probably it was somewhere around Easter. Okay. Uh, because Chris, uh, New Year I was in London. Okay. And New Year I was with one of my friends. Okay. So she was kind of she inaugurated and we had a talking about nothing. So long story. Uh, but it was somewhere around Easter where uh, the snow kind of recedes. Uh, and I was walking down from one of the parties, one of the house parties, and I was shit drunk. Uh, and I remember calling you, but at that time we used to speak daily, so it was not a big deal yeah. at that time. So what the first and like reference which came to me was calling you and ask about where am I? And like I it's was, actually really cute. Yeah. Uh, it's really cute. I was drunk, so I didn't knew what I was doing. But yes, during the drunk calls, we typically call up somebody you are whom you are close to, and at that time we were really close, really really close. So I remember I used to tell you everything, everything that used to happen uh, during the day. And that was kind of another night and it was actually I was coming down from one of the house parties and I didn't remember where I was so I called you up and was asking you about where am I uh, and how do I get how do I get to my home. But yeah funny story, I kind of found out my place, I found out my way and we just easy, yeah. The thing is that the funny part sir <coughs> is that like I don't even find the part that you calling me from UK all the way to India asking me where you live in UK yeah. uh, that, that, that's not even the part which you know uh, moves me the part is that in UK you're lost and you think of me and you call me <laughs> a person sitting all the way in India does not know where the Fuck you are, but you call me to ask me where you stay. And I remember you were show, telling me the directions whether is this the place, is this the place, is this Yeah, the because place? I actually googled it. I was like, dude, this guy is lost. I need to google where he is. Was fun. I was genuinely concerned about your safety. Was really fun. I mean, like, yep. Uh, typically when you are out from your family, I mean like away from your family, friends, that's where you kind of have this special bond and it kind of uh, strengthens the relation, that's what I feel. I mean like, no matter, I mean like how much, how, I mean like, after how many months we are speaking? More than 7-8 months? No, we have spoken in between, but, yeah, but we are like meeting, meeting after like a, I think 3-ish months? More than that. Definitely. No, no, Come on, three no. months we had the lockdown. We met before the lockdown. Dude, the lockdown has been like six, uh, seven months. I came to your place. Right? <laughs> exactly. What is wrong with it? But that was just that was just a that was a very brief meeting. I won't even call it as a yeah, meeting. Yeah, but we meeting nonetheless. Excess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know whether we will be able to post this or not. 
since we went into a very different tangent, so we cannot post this now. So I was dating her for almost no a year. Just no. <laughs> Nothing else. Just no. My question to you, from a female to a male, yeah. is that when there is a breakup, okay, when when a guy breaks up with a girl, why is it that nine times out of ten the girl ends up with the best friend of the guy? Why? Uh, so, if you ask me, uh, historically speaking, or the frequency speaking, it is always the since. Uh, when in a relationship, you always have a <coughs> close knit group, common friends, uh, common girlfriends, like girl who are friends. So typically, when a girl or when a guy breaks off with a girl, typically is the next in line who gets to console her or soothe her. Is the best friend. Yeah, is the best friend. Is that <laughs> not like? exceptionally creepy yeah i know it's exceptionally creepy but hey it's it's what mm, how do i put it in the like you cannot you cannot put it in like decent words <laughs> i'm trying to put it in a flowery word you can't <laughs> it's, it's this, the guy the best friend was just lying out there like a piece of shit like a whore just waiting for the girl to drop in his lap. So it's always the best friend. I mean, like who's kind of a consolation. What nonsense! <laughs> what I'm telling you. Nonsense. I'm telling. I'm putting it in a very flowery word. So the best friend always is a consolation for the girl because is the next best thing. So you I'm, didn't get on, the first on, prize, and this is a consolation yeah, yeah, prize. Yeah. Yeah. And is is the guy even worth the price because he's know, a because shithole see, of a person? See, at that time the girls typically are vulnerable because yes. you are going through a tough tough phase and who's the next best thing to understand you? The best friend? Yeah. Because you Does are... the best friend even <laughs> understand the girl or is he just in it for Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Typically, look at the look at the psychology again. I mean, like uh, when you look at it from a psychological perspective or a scientific perspective. I'm not judging anyone over here, but typically, when somebody is vulnerable hmm. emotionally, yeah, they look at a cushion to fall onto. Correct. And that is why, since the group is already a close knit group. It always becomes the best friend's responsibility to take care of the female who has been kind of say abandoned. Abandoned. But why though? Have you been the best friend ever? Never. 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 There have been people who have been best friends yes, to you. Yes. So they have taken <laughs> care of the people whom you have rejected. Yes. But I personally, I have never, never been into that shoes. Okay. So, but typically I know because I have spoken to my best friend huh? who kind of consoled the females or the girlfriends whom I have broken up with. Okay. I'm not proud of it, but yes, there have been cases where my best friend has kind of console, consoled my ex-girlfriends. Not and then once, he got the girl? Not always, but once yes. So Once yes. Yes. So and this has again been a case with my best friend. So when he broke up with one of his girlfriends, hmm. one of his best friends got the consolation, and they are married now. <laughs> wow! Yeah. They are married yeah, now. They are married now, and they have a kid now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the cycle continues. So <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. So. My question is <laughs> not even a question. Like this is at this point in time, this is not even a question. Like I'm four glasses of wine in. I'm. I don't even understand. My thing is that how do you do that? As in, 
like <coughs> you have a friend who has a girlfriend they the your guy friend is planning to break up and you are just ready to scoop the girl in your arms and be the hero of the day see, like is it like that uh, it it is never intentional because see not all the all my girlfriends whom i had a breakup with went and became girlfriend of my best friend okay so that's one one but was there a lack girl, of trying no, or one odd girl in a in a in as one odd girl that was a chance so we might not we cannot generalize this statement huh <coughs> but the probability is very high because you you always are in a same kind of a circle friend circle where yeah if somebody is vulnerable there is always somebody who's there to act as a shoulder that's what so i feel my question here is say if if we were sitting here to give like a <coughs> advisory right to anybody who was listening so for our girl listeners if you have a boyfriend whom you are breaking up with whether it is him breaking up with you or you breaking up with him right if there is a boyfriend you are breaking up with and you have a best friend of the boyfriend what is it, what is your like move here what do you need to do hold on so uh, typically i will i will advise uh, the girls that it is not always a requirement that you need somebody to emotionally support you yeah i do understand when you are going through a breakup it is an emotional emotionally turmoil stage uh-huh. but it doesn't mean that you need to have somebody as a boyfriend to kind of console you through this entire situation it can be a good friend it can be your best friend it can be your colleague it can be your just some person it's okay you you can vent it out you can express your thoughts but it doesn't mean that the person needs to be your rebound yeah my question here is like i am now as of today i am 31 years old how old are you 32 32 so you're 32 and i'm 31 you're a male and i'm a female my question here is what i have not yet been able to understand is first of all how do people decide that a this is the human i want to be with that is number 1 number 2 is if this person rejects me okay then i have to either vent or report or cry to the best friend now this is irre- irrelevant of gender i can be a guy and crib about how um unfaithful or un uh, i don't know hmm. in human my girlfriend is and i can do the same if i'm a girl and i can do the same and say that how unfaithful my boyfriend is or how unconcerned my boyfriend is my question is what gives you the freedom or the uh, <laughs> comfort level that you can go and crib about your personal problems to the friend of your boyfriend or a friend of your girlfriend that's one the second is when do you understand or when do you get the feel that you know what this person is like fucking around with me and this is just not the real thing this is just a elaborate uh, not even platonic <coughs> it's an elaborate play to get in your pants like that is what i want from a male perspective okay so first of all it is not such that uh, all the males think that yes we want to get into your pants right i agree to that yeah. 
so uh sometimes yes it can be out of concern that if my best friend has kind of left you it is my moral responsibility or it is <coughs> sorry it is kind of my good gesture that i need to be there for the partner whom the whom my best friend has left who said that though uh it's a it's it it becomes it automatically so it's kind of a it kind it's kind of hardwired into your brain as a male if okay. you see anyone who's vulnerable <coughs> uh particularly if you know that yours somebody hmm. in the bracket your best friend has kind of left her or him it becomes your moral responsibility to be there because <coughs> typically when the situation is all hunky dory you act as this extended arm of your best friend that anything that his girlfriend requires you are there okay my question here is twofold <laughs> one we are assuming that my best friend has a girlfriend in quotes uh, i'm saying he's or her yeah yeah so if my best friend has a if my best friend is a male he has a boyfriend and if she is a female she has a girlfriend does this does these same rules apply to that also that i'm going to be the crying shoulder for the significant other of my best friend uh typically in the indian society i won't say that it will happen because uh the the concept of same sex relationship is still not so widely accepted by the indian boys but yes right. there are exceptions i mean like uh, if you if you if you talk about my uh, friend circle they are comfortable with boys as well as girls I mean, like mm. we have one couple who's kind of into same sex <coughs> relationship and uh, we are equally there for uh this guy i mean like even if he is going through an the boyfriend of this guy so okay. even if he is going through an emotional turmoil we are there right so even if i am married it's it becomes my it becomes my moral responsibility that if my best friend is acting acting a jerk hmm i need to be there as a consoling shoulder to the partner of this guy okay one hand i will talk to talk to my best friend about why is why he is acting like a jerk but <laughs> second hat i need to play as that of a consolation or kind of a person who consolidates the partner of this guy or a girl we don't have girls in my consoles no, consoles yeah of course because consolidate consoles because ultimately that's what is required yeah because if <coughs> see look at the look at the mentality here uh, uh take a situation uh, there is a relationship where it is between a girl or a boy girl and a boy Go- boy is my best friend uh and he decides to ditch or kind of breaks up or break up with the girl or I mean, like for whatever the reasons uh typically for the girl the the first point of access mm. or accessibility goes with the best friends yeah and not with the parents so yeah. yeah so that's where the best friends roles come comes into the picture that's why we have to be there <coughs> yeah i mean and yes uh, i agree that you know uh, you are the first point of contact in place of the parents agree but does that mean that uh, you know if it is not working out with your friend if the girl or the boy is not um gelling up with your friend or your best friend then you are the next best alternative does no, no. that work no uh, so this is not implied <coughs> so there are certain times where the girl is not comfortable with sharing her her emotions or her 
relationship story with the best friends right so that's okay sometimes that also happens but yes i mean like uh, if the logical point of sequence comes through the guy best friends huh. typically because uh, in today's scenarios or typically in in our scenario uh, we can influence uh, our friends like take take my example uh, when we we had kind of a rough patch in our relationship uh, my best friend came into the picture and my girlfriend so at that time now she's my wife <coughs> so she kind of uh what do we say shared everything with my best friend so he came up and he said to me that you need to change this or you need to do this mm-hmm. in order to maintain your relationship so right. certain things are accessible through your best friends so right, that's I'm where that. that's where the uh the relationship comes in so uh if this becomes the scenario so the other way around when typically the the breakup happens the consolation again becomes the best friends hmm. because they are the next best thing to your next best thing to your boyfriend that <coughs> that may not always be the case but there are such situations where your best friend understands what you are going through because he has seen it very closely so that's that's where i rest my case i spoke a lot hold on i'm coming i'm going for a session thanks for listening to today's episode if you joined in on all the juicy conversations then don't forget to leave a like and a comment i would love to hear from you until next time keep growing Thank you.